Marty here, and today we're coming at you with our Friday finds. So with me, I've got Michael. Say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. And Lynn, say hello, Lynn. Hello, everybody. So Lynn, why don't you kick us off with our first story? Sure. Well, I'll just quickly introduce myself. I'm Lynn Schneider, and you may know me as Kane Prince around the internet. And I am a right now sort of an intern, I guess you could say. I'm interested in branching out and becoming um, a content producer. And I decided to ask the best teachers that I could find. We'll do our best to learn to you something. And uh, so I'm really excited. I love technology. You guys probably know me. I do the ACB crafters on Fridays. Um, you know, so I'm involved in lots of different, I'm totally blind from birth from anophthalmia. So I was born without eyes. So yeah. Okay, so I'm really excited to be here and um, to share some news stories with everyone. So my first news story of the week has to do with the Freestyle Libre readers that many people uh, use for diabetic control, blood sugar control, monitoring. Why don't you tell everyone who may not know what a Freestyle Libre is exactly, just so they understand what it is. So these readers actually help people monitor their blood sugars without having to stick themselves with needles all the time. And many people are doing this. They will sync up with your phone so that you can have access to your readings and uh, it, it will just tell you if you need insulin or um actually i think that they they even you can even get insulin um injectables that they will actually do the injection for you so that you don't have you don't have to poke yourself with a needle so So the new the new technology the old technology actually what people used to have to do if they didn't have these you know digital phone apps was they would have to take either uh, a little needle, poke themselves, and then they'd have to use a little strip, put that in another machine. They would have to get a little drip of the blood and then suck that into the little strip, which goes in the machine and tells you what your glucose level or what your sugar level is, which is glucose, at that exact moment. And it would read to you on the screen, whatever the number is. And some of them are accessible and some of them are not. And the ones that are accessible will speak the what's on the screen your glucose number or sugar number at that moment out loud to you now right. the new technology which what Lynn is talking about is you get this little tiny sticker which you stick on and it goes under your skin just enough so that it can check your blood and you don't change it it sits there constantly and then what happens is you have an app on your phone which you open up and then when you hit the app it automatically draws your blood sugar for you and then gives you the reading on your phone on the app and then it will uh keep track of all that information so that the next time you go to the doctor they can see what your trends are and you can also obviously look and see what your trends are and see if your blood sugars are high low and different whatever the case may be so with all of that right. being said, so Lynn, now what is the problem that they're running into yeah. with these machines? Well, basically what's happening is that 
the lithium ion batteries in the readers, some, some users are reporting that they're swelling um, and that they're overheating and sparking. Wow, really? Um, okay. And in rare cases, they're, they're even catching fire. So in response, the manufacturer has, uh, which is the Freestyle Libre, the manufacturer um, has advised people to do a few things. Basically, they want you to use the adapter that it comes with because what's happening, they say, is that people are not using the adapters with the right power a wattage so this is specifically the power adapter is that correct right Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. people are using different power adapters that didn't come with the machine and that's causing the machine to do wacky things correct right right that's right and so their fix to this is use the power adapter we send you in the box and don't use any other one right and they do have some there's they're like fourth they say they're like tons of these devices out there you can still use them but there is a recall so you should just be aware that there is a recall out there and you just want to contact the manufacturer visit freestylebattery.com marty and i were discussing this um yesterday we're talking about the bookshare price increase and if you're a bookshare member who like me pays for their own bookshare membership you know that bookshare membership was always fifty dollars so let's give them a primer on what bookshare is exactly because i guarantee you a lot of people are going to be well wait isn't bard bookshare or isn't bookshare bard you know so let's uh give them a little primer on what bookshare is right yeah that's good and so there are lots of ways that blind people can get books of course the traditional NLS, National Library Service, NLS tends to sort of cater to the people that like to read for relaxation. And that's fine. Casual readers. Of course, you have to have um, a qualifying print disability. And the thing that separates Bookshare from NLS is that Bookshare tends to have more academic content um, it tends to have more for people who, like me, are into lifelong learning. Students use it. They get their textbooks that way. And, you know, students get Bookshare for free. The problem is it, it caters mostly to students. But adults like me really like it because I'm a lifelong learner. I like to have access to academic things. And Unfortunately, they are increasing their annual fee from $50 to 80 or it's actually 79.99 or some crazy thing like that, so basically $80. So that's a pretty steep increase, I think, for people who pay for their own membership like me because I'm not a student, so I don't get a free membership. Uh and I guess This is just my little mini rant. Um, I feel that for people like me, in the email they sent to all the members, they say that they feel like the people in richer countries should be able to afford um, the price increase. 
And of course, I'm considered being in a high income country. I am not a high income person. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> and and certainly everybody is suffering from, you know, the the effects of inflation, right? So yeah, we know that every all every prices of everything are increasing. And they've said that they've not increased their prices despite the fact that their costs are going up. Um so my little mini rant here is to say that many people like me who buy their own, for example, I bought my own mantis. And I think people might look at me and say, oh, well, you have the money. But it was a hardship for me to do that. And, and what is I a think, mantis exactly? Just so people know. Oh, it's a Braille display. So it allows me to read my screens in Braille and read books in Braille. It's just a wonderful device um, that I hook up to my phone or my Mac. And it allows me to have Braille output. And the reason that I wanted that is because I do a lot of volunteer work. And unfortunately, volunteer work is not considered work. So I'm not a No, student. it's considered work, but for free. You don't get paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, this is National Volunteer Week. So just, you know, as an aside. I get a 30% price increase, which is what it comes down to, is is drastic. It's it's mm-hmm. it's shocking to anyone. But the other thing that that I consider full transparency, I do not currently pay for bookshare. So I, mm-hmm. I will be open about mm-hmm. that. But is the value you get from bookshare still worth six dollars a month? And and when you break it down monthly, it's like, oh, that's for all the books that I get, that's that's not a lot. But when you go and take the pricing mm-hmm. almost double it, it's it's sticker shock to people. It is. In fact, I was almost wondering because I take allergy medicine and it makes me have really weird dreams. And it was at night when I saw this, I'm like, did I just see that <laughs> up? It's going to increase thirty bucks. So well, the thing know. that's interesting about this too is definitely like I agree with Michael, it's going to be sticker shock when you first hear how much the increase is. But even at the new number, like if you're paying, you said, what is it, 80 now, Lynn? Is that what you said it was? It's going to be 80. Yeah. Right. The next so time it comes up. Yeah. Even if you're at $80 a year, if you were to go to a bookstore and you were to buy five books, that's going to cost you on the average, $20 a book. And that's going to be way more than $80 a year if you were to go and buy books from the bookstore, you know, at right. full pop. So mm-hmm. on one hand, yes, it seems to be like a very expensive pay raise or monthly fee raise uh, to the membership. But you could go on there right. and you could download 10 books a day, 15 books a day if you want. I mean, you can't go into any bookstore and down or purchase unless you have tons and tons of money, you know, 15, right. 20 books a day. There's just no way. It would be far, far, far more expensive. Right. So, and I think that uh, there's this, also this mythology out there that blind people don't want to pay for anything. And that is, in my case, that is certainly not true. I do not mind paying for things. I don't expect to be given everything for free. Now they do say that if you find that it's a hardship, you can go on the website and ask for a, you know, a a discount. So if you, I mean, they are allowing that, but I just wonder, 
what happened to make the cost go up so much? And I am not sure how many of us pay for our own bookshare because so many people get it paid for. Some states even, I think California actually is one of the states where you can get it the membership free. So there are, I guess they're kind of figuring that it won't impact a lot of people. Um, but unfortunately, it does impact me and because and so you know, we'll if it impacts to, you, it's going to impact other people. I am sorry to report that if you guys get your discs by mail, well, you're going to have to find another way to get your discs sent to you by mail because Netflix is going to end that program. And the interesting thing is that I didn't really, I didn't even know that Netflix still sent out stuff by mail. Uh, I mean, I know that that's how they started, but I had no idea that they are, were still doing it. And the funny part about it is I saw the story on AOL.com. Um, I was going through my Google uh, news and I saw it there and I saw that it was the story was carried on in several um, outlets, but one of them was AOL. And I'm like, gosh, I didn't even know AOL still existed. <laughs> I, I know, you know, that's pretty weird, actually. Yeah, that was weird. I felt like I was going, you know, like it through a time warp or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's, they say that people, the people that get their, their DVDs by mail, they like it because some of them don't have really good internets. Um, you know, internet access. Uh, I know it's it's interesting as being on the Zoom calls, how many people just really don't have good internet. Um, you know, well, they're actually, always breaking up. It actually does. There's a, there's a few things here. And one is, last we were just talking about in the last story, you know, there's inflation, right? So mm -hmm. you look at a digital product opposed to a physical product, right? So right. a digital product, they put it up there. It's endless. It's never going to run out. It's always there. People can stream it, stream it, stream it. You know, there's no, there's no love loss there, you know? Right. But Sorry about with the a physical product, what happens with a physical product? Someone has to, you know, pick the DVDs they want. Then you have to have people going around and packaging up those DVDs, putting them in the mail, sending them to the people and then the right. people watch the DVDs and they got to turn around and they got to send them back. And a lot of times, I think when you send it back, Netflix was eating the cost of the postage both ways. Right, exactly. So when you look at the money that they're spending on doing just the shipping alone and paying people to pull the DVDs and put them back when they come back in, and how many people really are watching DVDs at this point? I mean, if you go to a store, like a, an electronic store, it's even hard to find a DVD player anymore, you know? So, I don't own one. I think I have one on an old laptop somewhere in the house, but that, and I think my mom has an older TV that has a DVD player on it. So, right. but, but what they said was that people still like it because they say that some films, um, like some esoteric sort of unusual films, are they are not allowed to be streamed for copyright right. and so reasons. And go so back, they could. You go back to uh, when Netflix started, and their whole business model was, you know, sending out DVDs to people. They'd watch them, send mm -hmm, it back, get mm -hmm. more, right? 
But right. as a couple of years into the business, they decided to start doing a small feature where some TV shows or some movies would be available for streaming, right? And they were kind mm -hmm. of the first ones to really kind of start that. And in the beginning, um, it went well, people liked it, and then they were able to add more and more to the choices of things that you could stream because nobody else was doing it. And as right. years went on, all of these companies went, well, wait, why are we giving all our content away? We can have our own platform. And then it started all of these companies popping up with their own platforms and their own yep. streaming services, right? So you lose a lot of those shows um, due to licensing and all this other stuff on mm -hmm. Netflix. So I know, I thought it was funny the other day they were saying, or I was looking at the article and it was talking about how one of the founders, there were two founders and one of them wanted to test whether he could send a DVD through the post office. So what he did is he, he got a, a Patsy Klein <laughs> DVD and sent it to his friend. I'm like, some friend, like, okay, just send me a Patsy Klein DVD. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was interesting. And then, of course, that's how they sort of be were able to beat Blockbuster because people liked the idea of getting these movies in their mailbox and stuff like that. It was kind of, it was interesting and new. And of course, and it now, was convenient. I mean, what if, you, like, Absolutely. what if you're at work on Wednesday and you go, I'm going to be at home with the kids or we'll have a date night at home or whatever it is. You can order your DVDs. They're there and you don't even have to go anywhere or do anything. They just show up in your mailbox yeah. and there you go. Now I will say with them discontinuing the DVD service, which is uh, not something companies usually do, but they're giving you, actual bonus and the bonus is they're not going to change the price of anyone's plan but they're going to bump up the quality of the video that you're going to be able to stream at no extra charge i think it's yeah. a little bit of a higher uh, quality video it's not huge and this could be good or bad it may it may it may not make a huge difference i feel like the only way it's going to make a huge difference is if you're one of those who still has a giant tv in your living room and you want to watch movies that way but majority of right. people are watching movies like on their phone or their ipad and really in those scenarios i'm not sure that that high quality video is going to make that much of a difference really yeah and and so yeah the, i mean it's sort of an, an end of an era you know right um, now, with all that so, being said, there's another story coming out of Netflix. And Lynn, what's that? Well, apparently they are going to crack down on you guys who are sharing your password. Right. And so what this means is, let's say I have an account and I pay and I go, hey, Lynn, here's my pa username and password. And hey, Michael, mm -hmm. here's my username and password. You guys can log on and watch whatever you want, whenever you want. I don't care. Or let's say you're a parent and you've got kids, right? And you don't want to pay multiple accounts. You give your kids the username and password and say, get on there and watch whatever you want. You know, you guys can just use my credentials to get in there. Well, they're cracking down on that because they don't want to have five people using one account that's not the point they want to have right. everyone paying for an account or get a family plan or something like that so so i'm just wondering do they have family plans i mean do they have things where you could conceivably 
I believe that they do have something. I'm not exactly sure what the price structure is or exactly how it works, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that there is a way, and I think it's more money, where you can go in and you can choose a family plan, which would be more expensive than a one-person plan or a single user. And then you have up to you know, five accounts that you can assign to people. So you, know, you can assign you know, account to you and then your three kids can have their own and your husband can have one or whatever the case is. Right. Right. So, and I'm not sure, uh, how their pricing structure works on that. It would be a kind of a similar thing to other companies that do the same thing. Like for example, both, uh, Spotify and Apple music, they have what's called a family plan. And so, for example, with Spotify, right, you can either pay a flat rate for a single user and then you can have unlimited usage for that flat rate to listen to as much music as you want. If you have family and you want to have all your family, kids, whatever, you pay a little bit more money and then you get to sign up to five accounts total, I want to say, I think it's five for Spotify. So then each kid would get their own login and then they have their own library, their own, all the things, right? And that's Mm -hmm. not sharing with the whole family. Only you see your individual plan and everybody else only sees their individual plan. So that's how it works for Spotify. I believe Apple Music is pretty much a very similar way. And I'm not sure how Netflix is doing it, but I think they do have something similar. And I think that's everything for this week. Yeah, I think so. And I really want to thank everybody for tuning in. And it's good to be here. I've got awesome teachers and that's a good, good thing for me. And I hope to see you guys again in another podcast pretty soon. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. right. Thanks so much, Lynn, for being here. We so appreciate having you. And Mm -hmm. with that being said, if you guys uh, have any comments, feedback, we're going to try and do this news thing on Fridays. So if you have any ideas, if you have a story you want to hear, or if you have any comments or anything like that, feel free to email us at feedback at unmute.show and we hope you guys have a great weekend michael say goodbye goodbye and lynn thank you very much and say goodbye goodbye everyone have a great marty yep and i'm marty and we'll see you guys next time awesome